Good morning, gentlemen. We are on Lamed Ches Summit Bays, and uh, we're still talking about Mr. Suffolk. Mr. Suffolk doesn't know who he is. Who's my daddy? Is his daddy his uncle, or is his daddy his daddy? That was the question. And uh, we were mostly talking about inheritance. Um, now we're dealing with another doubt over here, and that has to do with the wife. So she doesn't know who her husband is. Is it going to be her husband's brother? And the Torah gave, him, gave her that husband uh, through the Zika bond? Or uh, is there no Zika bond and she's her own person and she's totally single because her husband passed away? Now, if she had a child, then she's not bound to her husband's brother and then she's, she's a widow. But if she didn't have a child, the Torah makes a Zika bond and gives the husband's brother certain rights to this woman as if she's his engaged fiance. So that was the question. And the real problem is, not a problem, but there are all kinds of rules about a husband as far as his wife's property goes, which rights he has. And so that was what we jumped into after we finished discussing the rights of the child who's in doubt. Now we're going to discuss what happens uh, when she dies or if she brings in property. What's the deal there? So uh, we mentioned, what about her ksuva? So where does that come from? So we said ksuva is really a different kind of obligation than most uh, because they wanted uh, women to get married. And women will, uh, they, they, in order to get married, marriage has to have certain um, positive, uh, you know, assuming they, they're women to make that jump. They have to be guaranteed support, that they won't be left high and dry. Um, and so they made ksuva, that's what we had before, mishum chen, that they should, uh, um, they should want to uh, do that. Um, we're about eight lines up. Um, why don't we try to bring a proof to the discussion over there? This was the discussion that we got into um, in the case of Sota. Sota was even more fascinating because he wanted to dump her, <laughs> meaning, I shouldn't say that. He might have loved her, but he was required by Halacha to separate from her because it seemed like she had relations with a stranger. She, he didn't know. So the question was, what is the status of the wife at that time? Uh, what if he passed away? Does, he, does she collect? Does she not collect? That was all part of the Ksuva question. That's a different, uh, different narrative, but also a question of a marriage in doubt. Uh, here also, it's a, but we, we were, the Beishamai held that the Ksuva is almost like a lock, that the money is already there. In other words, when a woman gets married and she has a Ksuva, it's not just an IOU, it's like a lock on the property, and it's a, uh, a very strong lock. It's leanable, I guess. It's leanable, yeah. yeah. So, but why don't we, the more one to know, and Beishamai doesn't argue. The more it says what well, he doesn't argue, but actually if we looked in our Mishnah, our Mishnah discussed over here the following. Look, Vahakstani, uh, we learned in our Mishnah, that was on Amad Aleph, What do we do? And just to review, the Mishnah was on Lamed Chesam Aleph, and the case was that her husband died, and uh, she was waiting for Yibam or Chalitza. And then she died. And so the question was, who inherits her? Does 
all of a sudden her husband's brother says, yeah, I was going to marry her. And so what a shame. Now I'm going to, and now she's my widow. I'm going to collect all of her estate. And her family, whoever that may be, uh, is going to say, wait a second. She didn't, you didn't marry her yet. Uh, Her money belongs to us. And again, it doesn't take much for different sides to fight over who has the rights to the money. So, um, so that was the question in the Mishnah. So this is what it said. Um, uh, Beishamai says, uh, um, yeah, uh, so what do we do with And property, let's say she's making uh, money during her marriage. She has stocks that come in. She has crops that grow. So you just split everything. That's always not a bad solution, by the way. Is you have two equal claims. You can hear both sides, so you split it. Ubezelo, uh, they say no. Omri nakasim in the custom, you leave the property where it is. So uh, and usually the question would be, where is the ksuva? So the ksuva would be in her park. That's according to Beishamai. In other words, her ksuva is collected. It's as if she has it already. That was the question. So the more it says, Hakikomer, you could read it like this. Mesa, if she died, my uh, what do you do with her ksuva? And you put aside, uh, and it ends. The question is, was the argument about that there's two kinds of property. There's the ksuva, and then there is property that comes in and out of, uh, of uh, that's on her. When she got married, she had a dowry that she brought into the marriage. Um, and uh, the question is, are we talking about that dowry and the monies that come in, or are we talking about the ksuva? And if we're talking about the ksuva, we should bring a proof to Beishamai. If we're not talking about the ksuva, so the Gemara's answer is we're not talking about the ksuva. Veshavki means we change the subject. The argument is about, um, I'm sorry. Good morning, Michael. We're about five lines from the bottom on Lamed Chesama Base 38b. The property either that she brought with her uh, or that, that come in, uh, uh, that, that come in and leave with her. So Beishamai said they split So one way to view it is the Mishnah wasn't dealing directly with the Ksuva. Even though it started off talking about it, it really, it's, it, Shafke means it changed the subject. Um, but that's a, uh, that could, you could argue that's forced because you could easily learn the Mishnah refers to both. He said, it's not far-fetched. That makes sense that that's what it's referring to. Abaye says, depending on, on uh, are we talking about her properties that she brings with her, or are we talking about the ksuva? The ksuva comes later. So the question is, whose argument is stronger? So, uh, so who do we mention first? Abayi says, He said that the Mishnah is talking about two different cases. The first part is that she inherited things while she was waiting for Yibam. Seifa is talking about Kashi Taktov, Dabal, after she had married. The Kasavra Abayi, as we turn to today's page, Abayi held, Yado Kiyada. The question is, the, um, uh, who has... Uh, as far as inheritance goes, does he have as strong of a claim on the properties that she gets as he does? And he said, and Abayi says she does. He says, well, 
if when they were married, then he's got the stronger hand than her hand because he's paying the bills. The, the issue is that uh, the property fell to her while he wasn't paying the bills. She was a widow waiting for Yibam. Now we're going to have, we're throwing a whole new thing. Again, there's the, the question is, there's this discussion in the Mishnah about uh, where she passed away and who was, uh, who was, who had the, does the property and where she passed away without getting fully married to the Yavim. And the question was, does the Yavim inherit or does her side of the family inherit? And the problem was that uh, it could have gone either way. He could have given her Chalitza and, had, and she had nothing to do with him or he, she could have married him. And so we're saying that there's different types of property. The question was, when did she get these properties? So now the Gemara says, well, maybe the case is that he made a mimer. And if he made a mimer, that would make him the boss because then he declared he was going to marry her. So uh, both cases are, we're looking to, to know what the, um, why there'd be different rules in the Mishnah. So maybe one case was they made a mimer. One case was she was Shomeris Yavam, waiting for Yibum, and she didn't know if this guy was going to be her husband. Reish did the law of a mimer. In the second case, he made her a mimer. Mimer makes it like they're for sure engaged, and it might even go further. It might even be like they're married. It's for sure engaged. Tell the co-wife. She don't got to worry. She's, he's not, he's not interested in her. And maybe Mimer puts him in the driver's seat if she dies to inherit her. Okay. Both explanations have um, uh, indications they might be correct. Uh, did he say this? So one of our explanations, so again, we had, the question was, we have a huge debate here about a woman who's waiting for Yibam, who has properties and then dies, uh, does the Zika bond give that money to her future potential husband? Or does, uh, at the end of the day, since he didn't actually marry her, does the Zika bond not? And so the question was, why weren't we bringing proofs from what our Mishnah said? So either our Mishnah might not have been dealing with the Ksuva, or maybe there were different cases. And our question was, one case they made a mimer, and one case they didn't. So the Morris said, if they made a mimer, is that a slam dunk? So... Um, isn't that a debatable? So, He said, Mimer isn't a super-duper fix. All Mimer does is tell the other woman that I'm not interested in you, I'm interested in the other one. So Gamora said, well, you could always change the... We, maybe we got the opinions mixed up. We never, we never like to say we got it switched up. That's why Don't switch around. Um, what, when he said uh, that um, the mimer doesn't do it, he just meant mimer is not enough with the get. See, mimer is that there, he's connected to this woman in two ways. He's got a zika bond, that's because the Torah gave him that zika bond, and he proposed to her and made her a mimer, which she accepted. So to dissolve the mimer, he needs a get. To dissolve the zika bond, he needs chalitza. Um, but as far as dividing the property, did he say that? 
Omer Papa, do you can He says it's like a bayavavakasha, even though the wording is a little difficult because uh, the kasha makes it a tanya chasam and there's no simyotim ima. It says the property that came in, which sounds like she wasn't married yet. My nechnasim or my yotzim. What? Why does it say coming and going? Lav nechnasim rishusabal, but yotzim mishusabal lirishusav. Doesn't it mean that at first we were going to give it to the husband and then she died and now we're going to give it to her father? Um, her father, by the way, is the one who normally inherits her if he's, he's alive. In other words, now if she had a kid from a previous marriage, maybe he would inherit her. But, but typically when we talk about inheriting her, that would be her dad. The question is, why are we arguing uh, uh, in the case of the properties? Why don't we argue in a case while he, um, he's still alive, when she gets dividends, so at the end of the day, there's a lot, of conf- a lot of discussion here about what the case is of our Mishnah. Again, we're talking about a woman who's waiting for Yibam, and we're talking about uh, pr- uh, monies that she gets and whose rights would be. And again, there was a lot up for grabs here, whether he made a mimer in her, did he not make a mimer, are we talking about suva? are we talking about property that she brought into the original marriage, and he's in the Zika seat. He's, in the, he's got a Zika bond in that property. Or are we talking about property that wasn't in the original marriage, but that she happened to inherit while she was waiting for Yibam? And that, that helped him decide that he was going to... Everybody wants to marry the rich widow, right? That's the do Yibam with the rich widow. So that's all part of the question. Okay. Uh, then we said in the Mishnah, but if he married her then all discussions are off. If he had relations with her, that makes her his wife, even if uh, they weren't... Now, even though they did Yibam, it doesn't mean they necessarily wanted to live together. They might not even like each other. They just wanted to do the mitzvah, you know? Um, so they, he married her, uh, and then they want, maybe they need time to decide if they're going to... And he's got a family somewhere else. He's got a wife and kids somewhere else. And they need time to decide. They're going to sell her house. They're going to sell his house. It doesn't mean that necessarily everything was figured out right away. <laughs> but halakhically, she's like his wife. So what halacha is she like his wife? That if he wants to dump her now, he needs to give her a divorce. Uh, and he's allowed to take her back. Uh, so the Lamora said, Well, how else do you dump a woman? So I'm sorry for my wording. Since the Torah says he will take her for a wife and do yibum, then you will be shown him allowed. It says he will do yibum. Now, does is yibum a one-time thing, or does yibum keep going? Now, keep in mind the woman doesn't always get pregnant from the first time, so maybe yibum is like every second he's married to her, he gets a mitzvah of yibum, or no, he did the yibum, he took her. The mitzvah is to take her. He did it. So. You could have thought that Yibam means he's still Yibam Rishonim Aleha. So therefore, all he needs to dump her is Bechalitza. In, beget low. Kamash Mulan that he needs to get. To take her back, why not? Anybody who wants to take back Kudpshita. He did the mitzvah. We had this for her before. Maybe the first time he takes her, that's the mitzvah of Yibam. The Torah removes, says the mitzvah pushes away the fact that she's his brother's wife. But now he doesn't have a mitzvah anymore. Uh, So maybe she goes back to being his brother's wife. 
The Gemara says, Maybe that's a good argument. No, it says he takes her wife. Once she's his wife, a wife who's divorced can be taken back as long as he's not a Kohen. So who pays for the... Uh, we said that she has her ksuva from her first husband's estate. My taima. So listen to this wording here. It's a great wording. God gave him a wife. God, like, dumped this wife on him. He doesn't have to pay for her. He doesn't have to give the ksuva from his property. Hashem, like, he, he wakes up one morning, his, his brother passed away, and uh, now he's got a new family. He's got a new wife, a new house, new everything. He's got a new business, whatever his brother had. Hashem put him into his brother's shoes. The E, Leslie, Minnery shown him. Now, what happens if his brother didn't have any shoes? <laughs> his brother had no money to pay for this wife. Now, um, I don't know, he went into bankruptcy or whatever. So, then, the rabbis instituted that even though, in theory, he got the wife from Hashem, he's all set. And the first husband, I mean, people go bankrupt. They lose their ksuva money sometimes. Um, so why is it that he, that's a rabbinic decree, that he shouldn't be able to just dump her. The rabbis always made it, they didn't want it to be easy to uh, throw away a woman. The person is going to have to pay a lot of money, and that makes them think twice. And by the way, the civil law does that too. You know, they make it, it's not, they don't want people like, you know, just getting married one day, getting divorced. They make it hard to uh, get divorced. They realize that people sometimes do things uh, all of a sudden and that they really need to think them over. New mission. Mit- would be a standard text ksuba, right? I mean, would the obligations would be the same or is there oh, any differences? Um, I think they'd be the same. I believe so. I believe so. She wouldn't be worth less money? As somebody was asking yesterday in one of the classes, like, they probably need to write a new ksuva. I mean, the ksuva is written about, the, the one who signed it was his deceased brother. So even though he's taking... Well, he, didn't, he didn't sign it. His right, his name is on it, right. So his name isn't even on it. So even though it's coming from the property he inherited from the brother, wouldn't they automatically rewrite one with his name? That, that was what we... The assumption is they probably would. They would probably need to write one with his... Even though he takes... He's, he becomes his brother, so to speak, but it's still... It, he, he still needs it in his name, you'd imagine. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Mitzvah gadol b'yavim. So let's say there's several brothers. So which brother do we talk to? There's a mitzvah on the oldest in the family. Rashi mebahay habachor, because the Torah used the word the firstborn, the oldest. So lo ratzu. Let's say he doesn't want. So mahalchanakolach, and then we try all the other brothers. Lo ratzu. What happens if they say we're not interested? Then we go back to the older brother. You either do yimachalitza. He says, well, maybe ask my baby brother. Well, he's only six months old. He says, well, maybe by his bar mitzvah, he'll make a good, uh, uh, he'll be a good yibamer. So, or there's a brother who's overseas. Oh, shota. Oh, you can take the brother that's the fool. So, ain't <laughs> she, she doesn't have to listen to him. We say to him, listen, don't push this off on the other brothers. You're in the you're the oldest, you take responsibility, you do it. Let's see the Gemara. Itmar Let's say the younger brother, what the younger brother's willing to do Yivam, and the older brother's only willing to do Khalitsa. So what do you do? Do you say, it's better to have Yivam from a younger brother than Khalitsa from an older brother? No, Khalitsa's a Gadol Adif. It's better to have some action from the older brother because he's 
He's the automatic. He's Can the default. No, 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 no. Just younger, younger, younger. Not a minor. Yeah. Yeah, younger than the Bachman. Yeah, he's not the oldest, but he's definitely. I think Rashi says the cotton mamish. I just saw. That's in the Mishnah. That's by the. Oh, okay, so the Mishnah. That's the Hanshiyagdo. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah, that's the, that's the earlier one. Um, back, um, Rashi, begado, gado ha'achim. Yeah, okay. Back to the Gemara. So, um, there's a debate here. Chadavit, vachadam achiz gado. Mandi, Omar Bias kat nadif, the high mitzvah be yivim. Because the, the mitzvah, the mit, yibam is a bigger mitzvah. Mandi, Omar Khliz is gado adif. Uh, why? Because when the old, when you have an older brother, the younger brother is like a, it's like insulting, you know. Take the younger one, you know. That's not nice. To not like the. Uh, it's also in a certain way he's rejected the opportunity. Like he's the oldest, he's supposed to you know be the one to lead the family in uh, uh, taking over. So Tanan, so we have this argument. Let's see who's right. Tanan, lo ratzumak, you know, kolachim. If the oldest doesn't want, we try the other brothers. My love, moratzili yavim elaliklitz. It means the older brother was only willing to chlitz of etani b'halkan eitzachim. And we said, well, that's the case. Let's see if the other brothers want to do yivim. Shema mina bias katan adifa. That sounds like a proof that the best thing is to get anybody to do yivim, even the younger one. The more said, you don't have to read it. Well, wait, lo. Maybe it means lo ratzulahu lo. He doesn't want her to spit at him. He doesn't want to get up there and have her take off the shoe. So he says, yeah, let my brother do it. And so similar to the brothers, So then why do we go back to the, the oldest? We forced him. Um, since the, the mitzvah ideally falls on the oldest, he would be the one we forced to do something. He's got to at least give chalitza if none of the other's brothers want. Tanan, tolubakat, nachiagdo, we said, what happens if the oldest says, talk to my, my, my six-month-old brother, maybe when he grows up he'll want to do it. We don't listen to him. The ebi is cut nadifa, but if it's better to have yibam than chalitza, am I in shamalo? What, what's the problem? Ninter, maybe we should wait. Maybe when he grows up, he'll want to be the Yibam. We said if the older brothers overseas ain't Shomalo. Am I? Why not? Nimter, why don't we just say have patience? They changed that word to Miyavim, by the way, on the right side. Important rule, we never push off a mitzvah. It's, it's such an important rule about doing mitzvahs right away. It's like a, it's an attitude that you have a mitzvah, you always chaperai. That's that's the that's that I'll seems. That's right. <laughs> I was going there. That's perfect. There. Right. Coming home last night, I was a little bit late. I had to dive in, and this parking lot was empty after Mars. Empty because everybody was almost going home to look for the parking lot. <laughs> and I, 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 it was so empty that it, it caught my attention. Everybody was so. Uh, I got to check for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he's right. The, the pasuk says that you're not supposed to let. The one of the lessons of chametz is. That if you delay something, if you wait a minute longer with the dough, it'll start to turn to chametz. It'll go sour. It'll ferment. It'll and so and mitzvahs are also like we're supposed to do them right away. Okay, as we turn the page, this is Yavi Kuleyama. Lo pligi. Somehow Ahmed Bezes always go faster. Don't worry. It's, uh, let's see. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, so uh, I don't know if they did it that way or what. But anyways, so everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. If the younger brother will marry her instead of the chalitza, that's the best thing. The question is, what if the younger brother offers to do chalitza? Do we say, no, once we're doing chalitza, let's get the older brother to do 
Chalitza's cotton with Chalitza's gado. You got the younger brother doing Chalitza the older. Please give Rabbi Yochanan Leishlach Rishu Ben Levi. Chad Omer Chalitza's gado Adifa. Get the older brother to do it. Chad Omer Kiyadani. I mean, once she's getting Chalitza, who cares which one gives her the foot, or which one gives her the spit? This does she spit at? Man, Yomer Chalitza's gado Adifa. Thy mitzvah gado. He's the oldest. He's the one who should be acting here. But Edach the other Pinki. I mean, it's a gado in the Nibum. That has to do with Yivam Ali in the Chalitza Kiyadani Dinu. One of the lessons of Pesach was about the firstborn. And this idea, Claudius Rose considered the, the first. We're the first of the nations, and so we have responsibility for the elders, for the other nations. And the oldest in the family should be responsible. That's one of the important lessons of the... Of the so therefore, the oldest in the families in the Mitzrayim were the ones responsible. It happened to be also that they were the ones who were, represented them in front of religion. And so, therefore, they were the ones that were stricken down first. But anyway, tonight. We said, if the brothers don't want, and the younger brother doesn't want either, we go back to the bigger brother. The younger brother, when it said he didn't want, didn't that mean he didn't want to do Yibam, but he wanted to do Chalitza at Mektani? And what do we see? We said that if the younger brother says, I'm only doing Chalitza, if you see, you still... Uh, prefer that the older brother do the chalitza. Isn't that a proof? The Mara said, no, maybe you read the Mishnah like this. Lo ratzo, lo ratzo, lichos, lo the younger brother doesn't want to do either. And that's similar to Kavasa Gabigada, lo ratzo, lachos, lo yam. In other words, none of the brothers said, I don't want to do that, right? Each one said, I, I mean, it's, it, it, you could, it's, not, um, it's not pleasant to have the woman spit at you and take off the shoe and say, this should be done to the house that they don't want to, doesn't care about the brother. He says, let the older brother deal with that. Let's, uh, we go back to the big brother to force him to do. Why don't we force the younger brother? He was the one. He's the one we force. So, Tashma, let's see if we can prove conclusively that we force the older one to do chalitza if the younger one wants to do chalitza. Two opinions. So, Tashma, Tashma, if he said the older brother's overseas, let's wait for him. Ain't sure we don't listen. But if the chalitza of the gadol is better than the chalitza of the cotton, why don't we wait till he comes back? The answer is, um, why don't we wait till it'll do it? But according to your question, where the minor one, uh, we said, let's wait for him to grow up a little bit. We don't listen. Maybe he'll grow up and do yibam. It's, none of these are questions. Why? Because because of the famous rule that we, we're never for waiting. We're never for waiting. I Maybe it'll get better. You, you have a mitzvah, grab the mitzvah, don't wait. No time like the present. Tanat has to, uh, in the middle of the page. Mitzvah yibam konemes, the mitzvah chalitza. The mitzvah yibam is better than chalitza. Bishon v'shem iskavim l'shem shemayim. That's when they did the mitzvah for the right reasons. They did it for the sake of heaven. But unfortunately, Akshav Shane Miskavan Lushu Mitzvah. Today, people when they marry the widow, they don't they don't have intent just for the mitzvah. So, Amra mitzvah that's the halacha. Okay. Okay. They say mitzvah uh mitzvah's khalitsa kodamas, the mitzvah's yib. Today, so by the way, we're not saying it's forbidden to do yibum. We're just saying if you're a, if you're a person who wants to do what's right, we tell you is the way to go. Because uh, where we're holding, uh, where we're not able to do it totally for the sake of heaven and be so altruistic, it's really very hard to take someone else's wife 
and um, you know it's not and do it for the right reasons and and uh, so it's it's better to do chalitza. Omer Rav ain't kofin. We don't force him. Kiyos kamer amalu e boy chalutz e boy yavam. You see, he has an option. Bedidak tolei rachmana. It depends on him. Ve'im lo yavish ha'im chafetz. If he uh, if he doesn't want, but if he wants, he could do yibim e boy chalutz e boy yavam. He says also we don't force him. This is the wording of what's called the, the get chalitza, the, uh, um, uh, when he gives a chalitza. This is the, the wording, if he had made a mimer, what he would say. So in Sa'akrib, yes, ploni yavama, kadmak lebeidina, vashmidir da'achvit, this is Aramaic. And we brought him forth because his deceased brother from his father's side, for and we said to him, Do you desire to do Yivam Vilo and do you not? Itale Ragidamina, stick out your right foot. Who said who says that? Who who administers all this? The basin. Oh, um, stick out your right foot, we loosened it from his foot, the court actually has to see the spit. It's interesting. Like I, I, I remember they made her spit again. It's, it's somehow everybody's watching you spit. You there's nothing in your mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think they're not supposed to drink right before because then it's not real spit. It might be the liquid, and so you know it's like the one time you need Torah spit. You know you need the real. So you know the court has to see it. Alara on the ground. It's not on him, by the way. It's on the ground. She spits on the ground. Uh, they read the Torah part. Uh, you have them read what the Torah says. Now, um, one says um, this was done with uh, witnesses. Um, uh, it could even be a relative or even a, a woman. It's not. It's not full latest. And, and it, it could even be done uh, by a, um, a wife or a relative. One second. Um, the question is, does he have to prove that he's a brother? How do we know, can a woman say, yeah, he's the brother? In other words, uh, you have to have witnesses that he's the brother. What happens if you had a rich widow... Uh, whose husband died, and they knew he had a brother somewhere. Someone shows up, and he wants to do Yivam and take over the business. I, you know, you're the brother. You don't look like him. You know, so the, what kind of what kind of testimony do you need? Uh, okay, back to Gemara. So we said, we said originally when they had intent. So then we said Yivam Kodem was the Kalitza. You got Yivam is ideal. That's a quote. And they changed their mind and they said, Another basin, the first basin said, um, people aren't having the right intentions, let's do chalitza. Then there was another basin that came along and said, well, now I think Yibam is better. Do you think people get more better, more kosher? <laughs> people get worse every year. Things get worse and worse every year. They don't get better. So what are you saying? Like they said already, they weren't L'Shem Shemaim. Imagine where we are. If they weren't L'Shem Shemaim, those holy times of the Gemara, where are we holding? So, so the answer is, Mekar Abishol's opinion was that if you do Yibam for the wrong reason, it's like doing the sin of marrying your brother's wife. It, it's like you don't even get credit for it. So that was the reason that they were strict to do chalitza. 
Lesov, later on, they saw that Talacha was Kapasin like the Rabbanin. The Tanya Let's say you marry her because she's beautiful. Now, by the way, what if she is beautiful? It's harder to. Um, they always ask why, if Purim is greater than Yom Kippur, why is that Yom Kippur is so much more powerful? And the answer is that it's more difficult to celebrate on Purim for the right reasons than it is to celebrate on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, when you're fasting and you're praying, you're probably thinking about tshuva. On Purim, when you're drinking and eating, you might not be thinking about tshuva, so it's much harder. So here also, if a person is doing Yibam and she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and, she, and there's a huge estate, so Lishum Noi, Lishum Isha, Lishum Davracher. So then Kiilu Paga Beerva. I don't know. Whatever reason, use your imagination. I have no idea. Whatever reason that he wants to take her, so it's it's as if he's he's doing it for the wrong reason, like he's marrying her for business. The Korva Aniba Ena Lios Vlad Mamzer, and the child that's born of that, he's like a Mamzer. Wow. Yeah, but you know something? But even in a regular marriage, you're supposed to have the right kavana. And how many times mm. do you really have the right kavana? Right. But I don't know that we would say the child. Right. So, so you're right, right? But here, the problem is the default is that she's his brother's wife. So the only way you could knock that off is uh, he's having kavana l'shem shemaim to do the mitzvah of yibum to fill his brother's shoe. And if that's not what he's thinking... Then it goes back to the default. The Torah says, marry her. It doesn't, doesn't say, marry her if you're L'Shem Shemaim. Yeah. So, who's the At first, it was in general, that was the way to go. Nesra, and then they changed their mind. So, I would say, uh, it goes back to the way it was. Mitzvah. So the, what what are we talking about here? So the more is going to explain. Mantan over Abishol. This was Abishol. It's a mitzvah. Originally he had the mitzvah. He could take her. He could marry her for whatever reason. Uh, I would have thought it goes back to the original. What is this case? Um, one second. This is talking about Yosem. Um, um, Originally, he had a choice. Nesra, she became forbidden. Rashi says, as a regular single girl, it was Hetra. He could marry whatever he wants. I see. Then the brother married him. Thank you. When she got married originally, why did he marry her, the original brother? He could have married her. Let, let's let's. No one's asking for Kavana. No one's asking when a person gets her. In other words, Shabbat The first person that married her can marry her for whatever reason. because she's beautiful. she'd make a good wife. But then, once she was married to a man, so Nesra, she becomes forbidden to anybody else. 
there's a certain window where a person is permitted if they are l'shem shemaim to take over the brother. Chazer of a hutra. Now then he he uh, he does that mitzvah yochel. So I would have said maybe it goes back. Now the Torah permits her to someone else. Tamalama yavamo yava alala mitzvah. The Torah only permits her now if the yavam does it as a mitzvah. Rava says even like the Rabbanim Hakam yava yava alala mitzvah shibit kilayz b'klal heter rotsa konsa rotsa enu konsa. Nessa, she becomes forbidden. Chazra uteras. Yocha tax lehetarisha. We'll try to review this on Yantuf when we get there. Rotsa konsa, rotsa enu konsa. Rotsa enu konsa. What do you mean if he wants, he doesn't have to marry her? Agida babe. Didn't we say he has a zikaban with her? Um, uh, he can't just let her go. What we mean to say is like this. If originally he can marry her, no, ideally he should do yibam. Uh, but the Morris says, well, why don't we bring from the following? Matzah tochel b'makam kodesh. Eat your matzah in a holy spot. And that's where we're going to finish today.